Hello. Welcome back to Is This Music? My name is Shelby. Hope you're doing well. I am doing well. (laughs) We're trucking along here. We got another episode in the bag. Keeping up with my quota. Things are busy and not so much at the same time. Things are good. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today's episode is with Danae Siegel. Danae is an incredible artist, musician, photographer, multimedia artist, home decorator, dog lover, and truly one of the greatest friends that I have ever known. Danae and I recorded this episode probably at the way end of January 2021 at her beautiful place in Topanga, surrounded by two lovely dachshunds and a gorgeous bottle of wine. Um, Her songs are amazing. I really love her, the theme that she brought in. I think um, many of you can resonate. I sure did. Yeah, I'm I'm really grateful that Danae came on the show and hung out with me and shared her, her songs. And we get into a lot of different things. So, you know, that's a great way to summate the depth of this episode. I will say... I've been sitting with this episode for a little bit because I've been trying to edit a few different audio difficulties I've come across. Um, Like I said, I do have a pretty old Dell laptop that I'm working with, and sometimes it likes to mess with me. So if you stumble on uh, something that sounds kind of funny, like a little robot or glitchy, just know that I I know too, and uh, I took out as much as I could. So you might find a little gem in there sprinkled in um yeah it's a great episode and i know you'll enjoy it and let's listen to it this is my episode with danae siegel hi this is shelby jacobson and you're listening to is this music and i'm danae siegel thank you for being here you're welcome so much great Let's start the show. Is there a jingle here? (laughs) Oh, we're already off to a great start, folks. Um, We were just doing a little role play, but my name is Shelby. My voice is not as nice and calm as Danae's, but... I think your voice is lovely, and I think I sound like a little baby. Let go! Um, all right, so we've, we're starting the pod off. It's been a couple of years since I've done this. I'm awkward and shy sometimes, even with my deeply, deeply close dear friend, <laughs> Danae. We both are getting our jitters out. We got some red wine. We sure do. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for coming on the show and talking with me and being my friend in general. But thanks for hanging out Same with me. Same to you. Um, Danae. Yes. How do we know each other? How did we meet? We met at Josh P's house. I want to say about seven-ish years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even closer to eight. Um, and it was a, I think, a surprise birthday party at his house for our friend Nick Murray, mm-hmm. um, whose birthday is the day before mine, and then it was my birthday at midnight. Classic. And um, we became friends that night. I think, yeah. It all is a blur for me, to be honest. We did talk about our one mainstay common denominator here. Dachshunds. (laughs) (laughs) And wine. (laughs) No, we did talk about... uh, It was before we got Fanny. We were, like, getting ready to um, uh, adopt our first little lady. Now you got two little Mm -hmm. baby boys and girls. We've got Sleepy Herman on the couch. You might get a cute little yawn pretty soon. We might get him digging into the couch a few times. We can count on that. We can count on that, and we'll cheers every time. (laughs) 
Yeah, so that's how we met, but honestly, it's been truly a blur after that. We've been friends for a, a hot minute, mm-hmm. and it has gone by fast, where that's where I was like, I don't really, really remember the first time other other than this party. But. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess we just saw each other around after that. And... I know. Well, Danae, she, um, I'm going to list off things that... Correct me if I'm wrong or if I need to add more, but I'll do my very best. Here I go. Influencer. (laughs) Spot on. Um, Gym rat. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Politician? (laughs) Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe she's a bit of an artist. Let's just say she's a musician of many sorts. Many shades, colors, textures. (laughs) She's a musician, she's a photographer, she's a, an artist, She we've toured together in bands. She's been in a few bands, she's currently in a few bands. Do you want to tell the viewers? They're watching us? The viewers are on live streaming this. Oh boy. I am currently in a band called the CIA. Heard of it. And also a band <laughs> called Lamps. Heard of it. Very, very, very good bands, to say the least. And she also was in the iconic group, Vile, from Los Angeles. That's right. All these bands are from Los Angeles. Um, what's up with the CIA? Uh, that's a good question. Okay. Um, that is a band I play in with Emmett Kelly, my brother, and Ty Siegel, my husband. And uh, we put out one record a few years ago, and we just finished another one that will be coming out later this year. Amazing. How many wigs? For this record? Yeah. I haven't even started planning yet. I think I might transition into headpieces. Headpieces? Like toupees? Yeah, well, maybe... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. Less like, you know, long wigs, but more... Bald caps. (laughs) Don't... Tempt me. <laughs> what do you mean headpieces? I like share headpieces? Maybe. Oh my god, I love that. I don't know. I'm just just trying to think outside the box. I love me a wig, but you know you gotta you gotta grow. New album, new vibe. Mm-hmm. Headpieces, toupees. <laughs> Can you please at least one time have a gorgeous headpiece like share feather boa like yeah with glitter and everything, but then take it off and it's a bald cap. Yeah. We'll have Savannah make one for me. Yes, exactly. Savannah, we love you. She's a genius. Straight up. You lived in San Francisco for a long time? I lived in San Francisco from 2008 to 2013. Yes. And that's how you met a lot of the amazing people we surround ourselves with today? Yes. My best friend, Larissa, um... She moved there a year before I did from our hometown and was going to school there. And when I was getting interested in moving up there, I came for a visit to try to lock down a job and see what my options were. And she was, she introduced me. She said, I I have this friend, Ty. He works at a clothing store. You know, you, you've you've worked at a clothing store, Ross. Um, (laughs) So maybe you guys could talk about that and he could help you out. Maybe you guys can talk about Ross for a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, actually, like, yeah, the first time I went there, seriously considering moving there, um, I met Ty, who did not help me get a job because he was quitting his job. Amazing. Um, but we ended up all hanging out and going out to lunch. And actually, on the way to go to lunch uh, at Alibaba's, see at Falafels in Lower Haight, R.I.P. <laughs> Uh, we ran into Judy, so I've known Judy and Ty no for way. the same amount of time. <laughs> you met Judy on the way. Yeah, same wow. day. <laughs> Judith Pierce. Am I allowed to say her last living name? Living legend. The actual living legend herself. Judith Beatrice Rothman Pierce. <laughs> oh no, she's gonna crash through the wall right now and strangle us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to say her name. Her full name. No, oh, she loves it. <laughs> so that's how you met your now husband. That's right. Yep, we uh, we had a nice falafel together, and he said, you know, when, you, when you're when you ready to move, when you're, you're here, come over, I'll make you dinner. And no he way. did. 
That's very nice. And he made and Larissa came with me, my my best buddy, and we went over and he made us both fettuccine alfredo. Oh my god! And then we went to Edinburgh Castle and saw Grass Widow. Oh my god! And then we went back to his house and had a sock hop. And what I, year is and it? And I fell in love. <laughs> that is literally oh, so I, beautiful. I met Dave that night too. Actually, I think I think I met a lot of people that night, but I remember we were walking to the show. And Ty got a call, and Dave was on his way there, so he pulled up in his, he had this Volvo station wagon that was amazing, that everybody would just pile into, and I just remember cramming into, like, the the back of it with, like, ten other people in there. And amazing. Oh, that makes me so... Yeah. That makes me smile. It was nice. That's Dave from Traditional Fool. Dave Fox, Dave yes. Dave Fox. That's so cute. That seems like such a special time in SF. There was like this force mm. field of like magic in the air and everyone was on the same page. It was like, yeah, I always think about that time and I feel like that city was just like a giant playground. Totally. Like everybody was just running amok yeah. <laughs> at all hours. It was kind of still lo- like very lawless too. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I could just like smoke like before weed was like legal i would just be like smoking weed all over the place there and you'd never worried about it you're like you know on mushrooms on the sidewalk and you see a cop and it's like eh, like what's up they don't care <laughs> yeah they don't give a so, crap about me so chill and wonderful back then very very fun memories that's basically how i met everybody that we are both friends with now that mm-hmm. are here in la i miss the sf time but i definitely somehow Ended up meeting everyone around the same time by just visiting there and having, like, a few people that were sort of in the, the main friend crew that we still have now. Oh. But, and then I almost moved up there for the same reason, <laughs> just to be up with everybody because it just... So many good bands, it just felt like such a good time to go. And then I just waited just the <sighs> tiniest bit too long and then everyone moved to me, basically. Yeah, everyone exactly. Everyone truly moved down to Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, yeah, it was... It was so special and wonderful, but, like, and I'm sure it was like that long before I was there, but it really was, like, this, like, short period that seemed like forever, but then all of a sudden it just kind of disappeared, and and that's when we all moved here. And kept it going, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) You just moved the party somewhere else. We do have a good thing here, though, in L.A., our scene of uh, our fucking freaky-ass friends are always up to no good in the, a really good way. Yeah. I'm very blessed to be here in Los Angeles with all my freaky friends. Me like too. my friend Danae. <laughs> so then, after SF, what happened? <laughs> uh, well, Ty and I moved to L.A. in March of 2013 mm-hmm. to Glassell Park. Heard of it. <laughs> I'm going to say that every time. Oh, um, yeah, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do down here specifically. I had just, in, in San Francisco, I had been working at this K-8 through school, private school called the Friends School. The Friends Zone. <laughs> it was a Quaker school. Wow, um, really? Yeah, in the Mission. And oh, yeah, I remember seeing those videos. Yeah, I did. I did a gymnastics class yeah, there the, for kindergartners. The gymnastics videos are amazing. <laughs> they let me do that for some reason. It was amazing. So pure. Um, but no, I moved here and I was like, uh, kind of like applying to some schools. I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do, but nothing really seemed to be panning out. And then one night, uh, early on when we lived here, we went out to dinner with Larry Hardy founder of In The Red Records, Woo. and his wife, Robin, Woo. and um, yeah, just became very fast friends, uh, bonded over our extreme love, maybe obsession of dachshunds, and uh, <laughs> maybe obsession, <laughs> maybe a little bit of an obsession, but uh, he had Virginia at the time. That's right. Okay. Sweet yes. Virginia, um, and yeah, so I, you know, mentioned that I was looking for work, and he was like, oh, well, I actually need someone to to do mail order. It was like, great. And then, um... I love mail. <laughs> I love mail. I can do that. I love rock, and I love the mail. Listen, if I get anything to do with mail and rock, and then mails on top of it, <laughs> mama mia. And my dog can come to work? <laughs> okay. Okay. 
No, uh, but in all seriousness, Larry is the best, uh, not just boss, but person ever, and Truly. now I've been there nine years, and it's just he and I, and it's feel very lucky to be a part of it. Larry is a freaking legend. When did you start taking photos? I took a photography class in high school in my senior year, and... I got hooked from that right away. That was the first time I ever used a dark room. So fun. Very magical experience. Mm-hmm. I, I can still remember, like, that very first day and, like, everybody that was there and, like, the, <laughs> the dark room and the red lights and the smell and everything. Um, so romantic. It really is. No <laughs> matter how smelly it is, it is truly romantic. But, yeah, that was, uh, I think I was always obsessed with looking at photos like as a kid if I was at my grandma's house like you know all the other cousins would want to just go to the playroom and play with toys and I'd be like can you pull out your photo albums please (laughs) amazing (laughs) can I sit alone and look at the yearbook please like over and over like a little freak but no I just I just always loved it and uh that's when I actually started um really getting into it and then you started taking photos of just friends when you moved to SF, or did it kind of unravel in its own way? Well, this is a, a nice little story, I guess. Um, after, like, the first initial time I met time, we, like, had dinner or whatever, he, he wanted to figure out another way to, like, hang out with me. And so he knew that I was into photography, and I was, like, trying to, like, pursue that. Um, so he, he hit me up, and he was like, hey, um, you know, SF Weekly is doing a little write-up on me, and they need some photos, and, you know, I've seen your, your stuff, you're a really good photographer. Oh, my God, do you, we do love you think him. you could, uh, take some photos of me? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, like, not understanding that he was just, like, Sure. Kind of trying to make a date out of it. But also, your photos were really good. Well, back then, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just... Fi- I was trying. Let's assume. <laughs> but uh, that was the first time I, like, actually took band photos, I guess. I was, took photos of him, and we just went all around the city to different locations, and I think I shot literally, like, a thousand photos of him no that I still have on a computer somewhere, so I have so many photos oh of our first God, date. Oh, my heart. It's very sweet. <laughs> um, but the funniest part is, like, after, like, you know, after that, once we started dating, he was like, oh, my God, I fucking hate having my photo taken. I did not actually, like, want you to do that because I am terrified of being in front of the camera, but I just wanted an excuse to hang oh out with you. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. very sweet. That is so cute. And I feel like you've shown me some of those, but I, I do know that story. But now I want to go through all of the oh my gosh. B, C, and D roll of that There's There's trip. one that made it onto a 7-inch from way back in the day or two photos on the front and the back that made it onto the seven inch they're really not very good at all but i uh, disagree but the rest is honestly history the rest is history that makes sense too you're just kind of like you had fun with that and then it threw you maybe into a universe where taking photos of bands was a natural flow yeah i think I, i mean and i most mostly still there's exceptions but you know, take photos for people that I know or friends. Mm-hmm. So I think it back then, at least, I would get opportunities because they, people would be like, oh, well, like, Danae's my friend and she takes photos, so that'll yeah. work. And they're really good. <laughs> and, yeah, you you do a lot of graphic design, a lot of album art and conceptual art. I did a lot of that, yes. She's a woman of many hats. She's currently wearing a hat, I'm wearing too. wearing a hat right now. She's literally wearing a hat. <laughs> and you play bass. I do. In these bands we already talked about, but I'll say them again. Vile mm-hmm. Lamps. The CIA. But she doesn't play bass in the CIA. No, I don't. Vocals. Why did I just get shy? (laughs) I have no idea. So, you were in San Francisco. You moved to L.A. You're at in the red. Um, Somehow down the line, we met each other and became friends. And then we toured with Shannon Lay in her band for for an album run on a a tour, Mm -hmm. a U.S. tour together. Yeah. And we were already very close, all of us in that band, Sophia Argy, Shannon Lay, Danae Siegel, Shelby Jacobson. <laughs> Greatest hair in the biz, I might add. We did get a lot of hair compliments on that tour. Yeah, mainly hair compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we did crush it every night, to be honest. That was a beautiful tour with Michael Cronin. We opened oh, for Michael yes. Cronin. 
I mean, everybody had a very distinct we had our color own, and style. It's like... We had our own lane. We all truly had... I had super white bleach blonde hair. Danae had a gorgeous strawberry blonde shag. Shannon's with her iconic orange hair. And Sophia Argyne just being a natural beauty with her dark brown black hair. Maybe bangs? No bangs. Some She's going to be laughing right now. <laughs> killing me. <laughs> yeah, everyone just would be like yelling in between songs like, Your hair! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's true. Great time. That was right before COVID hit. We mm-hmm. got to tour the entire U.S. together. That was gorgissimo. What have you been doing in the meantime for the past two years of, I'll just say it, the elephant in the room, COVID? Ay. I don't want to talk about the bitch on the pod, but <laughs> what have you been doing in COVID? Well, first of all, COVID ruined my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, contextually, me and Danae are obsessed with, um. would you say they're like wine sayings? Yeah, wine slang. Wine slangs. It was on a wine glass we saw online. We were thinking about buying some more, and one just said, COVID-19 ruined my birthday on a giant (laughs) wine, like a big jumbo wine glass. (laughs) And I think that would be so funny to have in like 50 years in your fucking kitchen. Okay, anyways, so no, COVID, let's talk about it. I want to talk about that for hours. Okay. (laughs) Was there a question in yeah, here? Yeah, what? Okay, so you moved to San Francisco. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what uh-huh. have you been doing since? Um, <laughs> boy. Well, uh, I was lucky enough to have moved to a lovely home in Topanga right before the pandemic, or about a year before. Um, and I just feel very... Um, yeah, lucky to be here because um, it's been a bit of a sanctuary. It has shifted. You did a big shift. Did a big shift. Um, so I would say in the healthy ways I've been spending my time would be, you know, going on hikes and going to the beach all the time mm-hmm. and getting in the ocean and uh, hanging with the doggies. Mm-hmm. I'm still working for in the red, but I work from home. Haven't been touring at all, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, we're f- we're sitting in my um, my COVID project right now, which is our basement that has turned into a dog themed bar mm-hmm. called Herman's Hideaway. You can't see it. I don't know if you know that, but um, head to toe, every nook and cranny of the walls is filled with some image or painting or just vibe of a dog and it's growing maybe by the day and I'm trying already quite stunning it's like and just a lot of dachshunds let's just <laughs> elephant in the room a lot of dachshunds a lot of dachshunds and here we are in 2022 here we are we've made it we're now at the part where we're... let's go into your songs okay great okay well when you asked me to do this mm-hmm. i you said there was no criteria for the for the playlist, mm-hmm. um, which is tough for me because I need a plan and I need rules. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was like, so, it's open-ended. Yeah, open-ended for me was just, like, spiraling. Like, I could not even, like, I couldn't even, like, think of a band because oh, I was man. Like, I don't know where to go. That was the opposite <laughs> of what I wanted to do to help no, you. No, it's just me. It's not you. No, I feel you. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. But... So I I had a couple ideas at first that just weren't panning out, and the particular day I picked the songs was uh, uh, just one of those days where I felt like my brain didn't work at all, Mm -hmm. and um, which has been a lot of this COVID time. Oh, yeah. So, you know, not to be bleak or anything, because I do love all these songs, but these are all songs that I would say fit the uh, mood when your brain doesn't work anymore and you just want to bang your head against the wall. Amazing. That's what this playlist is. Amazing. That's like my (laughs) 9 to 5 MO, honestly. So, um, yeah, they're all fucking amazing songs. So I wonder. Let's get into it. You're going to listen to a lot of noise rock. To say the least, you might hear a little bass. I mean, yeah, I, I was curious as I was listening to these, I was like, I, uh, you have an affinity for, like, noise punk. It's funny noise. because I didn't really re- even realize that about myself, and I feel like maybe, like, I don't know what when I was discussing it with Ty, but 
he was like, man, like, you're, that's, like, what you, your go-to when you put on a record. It's, mm-hmm. like, something that's just, like, really, like, loud and fucked up. Yeah. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I love everything that's out there. I, like, I'm all over the place in my mind, but I guess, like, yeah, that is my go-to. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice, like, all of these songs do kind of, like, just play well together if it was on a playlist, or it could even be in, like, on the same, like, compilation record or something. Like, they're all really cool in their own individual way, but they do have, like, I was just really happy to see that, because I was like, yeah, I can just tell that you have an affinity for that, and it was fun to have you bring it in. I don't even know if that was conscious or not, but I had fun listening to them back to back, because I was, at the end, I was just, like, fully thrashing around, like, (laughs) (laughs) made me fully ready to want to just blast off. So, let's go to our first song. First song is by The Intelligence. The world is a drag. Ain't it the fucking truth? <laughs> God damn. What's up with this song? Um, this song rules. Truly. Um, the Intelligence is a band that I've loved for a long time. Yes, yes. A Seattle-based band. Uh, Lars now lives here, though. And this song is the first song off their first record, uh, Boredom and Terror. Mm-hmm came out I think like around 2000 and the song just kind of sums up the way things are feeling at the moment. Truly. Yeah, well, the second I listened to the song, you sent it in, I was like very much paying attention to the lyrics and I was like, man, this song could be written today by the intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredibly spot on. And it feels so good to hear right now. Like it was very cathartic. It's a banger. Truly. Shall we listen to it? Let's do it. Here is The World is a Drag by The Intelligence. That was the intelligence. What did you think about the lyrics? Did you relate? <laughs> you ever thought that to yourself and go, hmm, I totally understand what this song is about. Because I did. Should we go straight into song two? Sure, song two. Let's do it. Uh... Or do you want to chat? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, would, I don't want to chat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Rolling into song two, we got Icky Boyfriends. A band that... Probably most of you have never heard of at all. Not gonna lie, had to Google. <laughs> Not a lot to Google on this one. Saw one image and a little um, like blog blurb to describe them, and I was like, okay. I did find they're an SF band. They might have put something out on Castleface at some point. Yes, that was very recent. Okay. That was a live record. Oh, sick. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, live. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they are uh, early 90s San Francisco band. 
that is honestly one of my favorite bands of all time. Not gonna lie. Um, what were they like to see in SF in the heyday? I don't know because they were bef- oh, they were before my heyday. Yeah. I was lucky enough to see one of the very actually the very like first like reunion show after they stopped playing, which was incredible. Um, but how did you find them? I I was trying to remember that, and I don't remember who specifically showed me them. They were just like this kind of like beloved band in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. One of the members, uh, Tony B, he was the main booker at the Hemlock, so, like, everybody, you know, loved Tony. Legend. And I don't, I don't remember, I I didn't know the other two members at all, but, um, because, yeah, that was a little before my time. I don't remember who showed them to me specifically, but, yeah, any, anybody that was, like, in that scene, in that era, definitely loved them. They put out, I, I mean, I don't know if they did it, I actually don't really know, like, exactly how it came out, but there's a there's a video you can watch online starring the Icky Boyfriends called A Love Obscene, and that is very fun to watch. Okay, <laughs> alright. Maybe I'll link it, we gotta watch it after. Um, but, yeah, basically, I just picked this band because it's in the same, you know, vein of the podcast theme, mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands. Um, this is a band that I will put on when I'm, like, driving on the five, and I feel crazy, and I just need to blast something. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to bang your head? Yeah. My, my favorite thing, I think, about them is just the lyrics. I'm, I'm a big lyric head, and if something is funny in the right way, then <laughs> I really cling to it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the way that, um... This singer, uh, Jonathan Swift is his name. The way he writes lyrics just really resonates with me. There's a lot of songs that are, like, basically just stories of living in San Francisco that are so specific to, like, you had to have lived there to, like, understand what he's talking about kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. And then there's just some other ones that are crazy rants. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool to watch him perform them. (laughs) That rules. Uh, what's the song? This song's called Echophobia. All right, let's play the track. Echophobia by Icky Boyfriends. <laughs>
bad. <laughs> They're amazing. I want to listen to more of their records, more of their stuff. There is a lot on Spotify if you have that streaming service because you can't yeah. really find it anywhere else. It's usually the opposite. Yeah. Usually you have to deep dive on YouTube. I had or I had a CD for years that I finally lost, so oh no, now it's on the Spotify. It is on YouTube. I had to click around a few times, but I did find the track. Love the album cover. Yeah, this is one of those bands that can kind of play, but also maybe not like you know they didn't go to school for music, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but what does that even mean? No, I know <laughs> they're they are perfect in their own way. They really are perfect to me, and they are one of my favorite bands of all time. Sick. Also, great band name. Yeah. Icky Boyfriends. So tight. I mean, lyrically, this band is just chef's kiss. I know, yeah. <laughs> so please, if you listen, listen closely to the lyrics. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. What's number three, Danae? Number three, um, I chose because it's a song I love. It pertains to the playlist. Mm-hmm. And I also chose it for you because of your love of bananas. bananas. <laughs> the delay. Bananas. Bananas. Um, yeah, when I saw the name, I mean, yes, Melt Banana, the most psycho noise punk band. Yes. Um, but I had a suspicion that maybe... I don't know. I'm not trying to say I'm suspicious, but I did notice the word banana in the playlist, and I knew maybe that you were putting it there for me. Yes. Every playlist I was, like, having ideas about, I was like, okay, how do I work banana in here? (laughs) Well, we might have to add some context around that, the banana um, effect. The banana effect, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know how to... Basically, uh... Anytime I would I try to approach a thought about explaining it, it's so embarrassing or dumb that I don't want to do that. But um, it is as simple as I just love bananas. That <laughs> really is. It is just the root of it. it. Is, the root of it all is that I just love them. But um, Danae and I have spent some time together on the road. That means touring for all you non-rock and rollers. I'm sorry. All this banana talk's got me all blushed and <laughs> so shy. Um, okay, so basically, I just, you're on the road, you don't got a lot of time, you don't have money, you're not near a Whole Foods. You don't have a lot of nutrients. You're maybe hungover, but mainly you're needing to eat something fast. And for me, giant black cup of coffee. Hot. Or iced. Doesn't matter to me. Actually, I take that back. Iced. <laughs> I was going to say. Hot. Only if it's snowing or deeply freezing out. I know Danae's the guest, but I'm taking the mic right now. The only thing that can match it quickly in the van, get the banana from the fucking front desk of the hotel. Or it's quick at Starbucks. Or quick in general. It's going to match your coffee. I'm just... It, it is the recipe for success in general. If you're on, on the go, chug a banana, chug a coffee... And you're fucking successful. But I think the reason that the joke really no. resonated no. with me <laughs> was that every night, like leaving the green room, it'd be like, well, should we take the bananas though? I'm Even with a full center console full of rotting bananas. Not quite rotting, but they were not in their prime. They not were in their prime. They- so we just constantly had bananas in the van, and there was one day specifically where there's like a grip of them, like four or five bananas. I two of them. And we go to a Starbucks in the middle of nowhere, she gets her coffee, and I think she's done ordering, and then she looks over You got at bananas the, here? <laughs> and orders another banana from Starbucks. It's criminal that they charge a dollar there. Oh, over. I would say maybe a dollar twenty-five or something, but yeah, I'm addicted. And you still went for it because you love them that much. I'm not trying to shame you. I just love <laughs> your love of bananas. It has become a thing. I I guess I didn't realize my addiction until my friends really put the light on it, and um, I thought I was taking care of myself, but it turns out I was addicted to bananas. I mean, it's just such a quick treat. You're never going to be, like, given a demerit for it. You're just... 
You have no. a banana. You have two bananas. Maybe too much uh, potassium is bad for you, but I just was stockpiling them at a certain point. But I never like had like dirty, rotten ones in the van. I would be. I stay no, eating. No, not I, rotten. Not, no, but I would. I would take too many, and then I didn't realize like, that nobody else was eating that many as much as me. And I would thought I was doing a collective group mentality of like, well, we all got to eat bananas. <laughs> But no, it was just me. I think I would also be like, do you want a banana in the morning, every morning? And you'd be like, no, no I have my oatmeal or something. I'd be like, are you sure? <laughs> like, are you good? Are all y'all fucking good? Nobody wants a banana right now? Literally. <laughs> I don't know. It was just my recipe for success. I It curbed my appetite for like four hours. I would sit in the van and then just... I don't know. Bananas are my friend. Well, and I stand by them. I stand with bananas. Hey, and because you love them so much, um, I gifted you a copy of of the the book Get in the Van by Henry Rollins. Oh my god, we had, I fucking forgot about this. We had just been on tour. And, <laughs> and it, in the red... Um, <laughs> distributes all of Henry Rollins merch and so there was a reissue of Get in the Van that just came out so I was like oh this is perfect for Shelby and then he was at the office signing books one day because he, he autographs every book and I was like oh my god I have to get it personalized I don't deserve you <laughs> and so I gave it to him and I was like can you just please write something about bananas uh, I don't really know how to explain this but she really just loves bananas like a little too much oh yeah do you remember what he said oh, I have gosh. A, I have a I should I'll maybe take a photo of it and attach it into the pod somehow but loosely in my mind right now it's been a minute but I feel like he said something like vintage denim yeah that makes sense vintage banana in the van no thanks <laughs> yes. happy birthday Shelby Something very close to that. And it was really sweet because yeah. I just had, like, a one-liner that I gave him, and I was like, could you write this? Yeah. But then he was like, well, wh well why? And I told him, and he, like, he really did, like, sit there and think about it, and he was like, okay, I got something. Oh, my God. And he gave you, like, you know, a, a good little chunk of uh Mr. Rollins, thank you. <laughs> that is, I mean, I need to reopen that. I, I need to revisit the... the that little note. It was we did. Me and you did sit with it for a minute and be like, "How did he get here?" Well, I'm. We'll give you banana gifts for the rest of yes. your well, life. You did for my birthday this year. Oh. That's what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say she got me a gorgeous, perfectly framed print from your new music video or yep. from Ty's video. It was a banana portrait. Yeah. It was a still. She's crushing a banana, and I have it on my dresser, and I look at it every morning. Oh, that's very and nice. And I go, damn, that looks good. You're like, damn, I be crushing a banana right now, too. <laughs> I was like, damn, oh, God, I wish that were me. <laughs> every morning <laughs> as I'm changing. You know, I, don't, I haven't had a banana in five days. Wow. And that's why I'm so irritable. I could tell. Cut. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Okay. okay, well, so I'm glad we got a little weird. banana talking, because I was like that, the meme of the guy in in class where he's holding back his cough, and it like all the veins are popping out of his face. <laughs> Gotta talk about those bananas. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anytime, um, you'd be surprised at how many memes there are about bananas. Too. I wouldn't be. Well, I've, I've somehow found them all. Anyway, nobody cares except me and you, but um, I'm glad we got the banana talk out of the way, because... I feel so much more relaxed now. Me too. Now that we're... Now that you're relaxed, please listen to the song Spathic by Melt Banana. Let's roll it. We didn't even talk about Melt Banana at all in how sick they are. I kind of like it. <laughs> okay, now we gotta listen. Shut up, you're a kid, 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 you're a kid
Cheers. And, okay, we are back, but I did want to say, as I was clicking around on the internet last night, um, Bell Banana is playing the day after Valentine's Day <gasps> in Fresno. Are you kidding me? I am not. And do you want to go? Fuck. It looks like it's at, like, kind of a bar and grill. In Fresno? It, it's called Strummer's Bar and Grill. How is that real? There's a one-off. It can't... I don't... I didn't click... I but I don't leave it. Why Fresno? I mean, immediately my mind goes, why Fresno? Always. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, immediately my mind just went, okay, so you is this a cover band? It. I was just looking up, I was clicking around, I was like, fuck, I haven't listened to Mel Banana in a minute. Wow. But, yeah, I, we honestly, do if you If that's go? a real thing... Absolutely. That's like a dream come true. Melt Banana in Fresno. Melt Banana in Fresno is a dream come true. You're right. <laughs> Man. And it's the day after Valentine's Day? That's unbelievable. I mean, I'm looking it up now. But why Fresno? They're from Japan. No, always. Why? <laughs> but why Fresno? At the end of the day, always remember why Fresno. Yeah, Tuesday, February 15th. Melt Banana... Fatty cakes and the puff pastries. Am I being trolled? I can't believe that that's real. I want to believe it. It's at like a Clash-themed bar and grill called Strummers. Joe Strummer, I'm assuming. It's Does like it... in the London Calling Clash <laughs> I would, I would Clash assume. <laughs> and I'm over here because I'm a rocker, I am assuming. Oh my god. There's no way they could be... Is it a cover band? I How, how would they it... even... Like, with COVID coming over here are right they now? Just, are they just... Oh, why are they in Fresno? Do they need help? <sighs> and it's on a Tuesday. This doesn't make any sense. I don't believe it's real. Good Icky Boyfriend song referencing Fresno. Just a little Ooh. throwback. Okay, a little throwback to ten minutes ago. Should okay, I call them? Melt Banana official website. Okay. Meltbanana.net. I'm going to call them. Schedule. I'm calling them. It is only one Melt Banana headlining show dur during the Igor Melt Banana Vows North American to Tour 2022. And it's that date. Hey, um, I'm on your website and I'm seeing that Melt Banana is playing in February at your bar. Is it a cover night or is it actually the band? Are they playing when? In February? In February. Uh, who is Melton? I don't even know who they are. Is it a, is it like a local group? Um, not really. They're from Japan. <laughs> are they? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't think so because on the 15th of, oh, I'm looking at January. I am sorry. No, that's okay. Oh, Melt Banana? Uh, yeah. 7 p.m.? Let me, uh, look at my first I'm sorry to put you on the spot. That's just, you have to understand why I'm just excited. It says they're supporting yeah, a band um, called Igor. Right now, that would be it. It says Mount Banana. It doesn't say it's a certain show. And it's on a Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, I'm assuming it is. That would be it. Oh, I wow. Remember, I don't do the entertainment side, so, uh, I just kind of look at what they have up there. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to look at... All right, I'll see you in the pit, my friend, to say the okay. least. All right. Okay, have a good one. All right. Bye. Wow. Wow. I can't I'm believe that huge so reveal. I'm so excited. Dude, That's we literally insane. have to go. <laughs> Boy. Um, let's move on to another song. Okay. All right. Song number four, Free Kitten. The Bosta. The Bosta. I just found out, to be honest, about Free Kitten in the past mm, month or two. I, I didn't realize it was a Kim Gordon project. Okay, well, I did play them for you in the van on Shannon Lay Tour, so okay, I guess well, I you think, just didn't listen. Oh, well, I think I stay listening, but I guess I didn't have my one brain cell <laughs> click at the time. <laughs> Another heavy bass vibe. On this one? Yeah. This is a, yeah, this is a good track. It's off my favorite album of theirs. Uh, um, let's just say the name together. Nice Ass. <laughs> yes, um, definitely one of my favorite records ever. I wonder why. Honestly, everything about it. Okay. Anyway, yes, off uh, the album Nice Ass. 
Yes, off the album, nice ass. Um, yeah, it's Kim Gordon. Mm -hmm. It's Julie Caffrey's mm -hmm. of Pussy Galore fame. Yes, of one of course. my other favorite bands of all time. They were named Kitten until uh, the metal artist sued them, and yeah. then they became Free Kitten, mm -hmm. which I I think is a much better band yeah, name. Like so good more. for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a it's a super group. Uh, but it's got uh, Yoshimi from the Boredoms. Sick. And it's got Mark from Pavement. It's a banger. It's a banger of a band. 1995 this record came out. So they yes. were just like all in a super pod at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, again, another band that I really like lyrically. Mm -hmm. um, their sarcasm is spot on. Mm -hmm. This is um, another, you know, just a song to like punch your head to. But also um, very powerful, and this is one that um, Julie sings. Where most of the time, I feel like they either split it or Kim sings a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, but I fucking love Julie's voice, and she's just—it's called the Boasta because it's just a song boasting about being a fucking badass, mm -hmm. <laughs> and she really owns it, and okay. I love it very much. Hell yeah! Let's listen to it. Okay. This is The Boaster by Free Kitten. You just said. Well, on the track listing, it says that on that song, guitar is Yoshimi. So I don't know if it's Yoshimi or Julie, but that guitar solo is fucking sweet. It rips. And you just said you have a VHS copy of a live. I tape do. Uh, throwback to Larry Hardy. Mm -hmm. uh, we were clearing out the shed um, behind my office a couple years ago, and he had a bunch of VHSs he was getting rid of, so I have a very early live uh, Free Kitten show and from L.A. I think that one is... I can't remember where. It's a space I've never heard of. Um, and then he also had an Icky Boyfriends VHS Dude. from the Purple Onion in San Francisco. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Which is amazing. Dude, Larry, coming through, as always. Coming with the deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, in your storage shed. With they're the all very, like, dark, and you can't really see much, but they're incredible. <laughs> Dude, I want to see that. That rules. <laughs> wow. Wow. I have something to tell you. Mm-hmm. We're on your last song. Wow. How do you feel about it? I feel pretty good about it, I think. Do you feel like the most we talked about tonight was about bananas? I would say yes, <laughs> and that does not surprise me. Uh -uh. And we got your last song. I'm going to let you tell me who it is. This next one is by Mayers, and the song is White Jeep. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about this band. Really? Um, I did a little deep diving for the pod, and I did find 
one of the most incredible YouTube videos for this song. Mm, yes, very um, very Tonetta-esque. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, is this Tonetta? Is this not Danae? It also totally fucking tripped me out. I was like, this looks like a very prehistoric version of like what a weird fucking TikTok dance would be like now, but it was so Tonetta with the song and... It's incredible. You showed me Tonetta, so I was like, this is so fucking Danae, it's insane. <laughs> and then I deep dove more, and I saw they're from Sacramento. Oh, yes. And I yes. was like, I don't, I'm just going to let her tell me. So I closed my computer at that point, and I was like, I got the track. <laughs> I'm going to have her tell me about Mayors. <laughs> well, yes, they, um, I, I am from outside of Sacramento originally, mm-hmm. in the Sierra Nevada foothills of Northern California. Mm-hmm. Um, but the closest city to me was Sacramento, and, um, not a lot came out of Sac. We got your Deftones. We got your cake. Not a lot. (laughs) But, uh... What about Death Grips, too, yeah? Yeah, Death Grips, too, yes. But not at the... They're not... I mean, they're not no cake. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, this is, this is, I would say, the band that makes me most proud to be a, um... You know, Sacramentoan. I was like Sacratonian. I don't know. Sacramentan. Okay, you would know. I actually don't know. Okay. Because I didn't grow up in Sacramento proper. But you know, still like that was my. uh, The radius clause. Yeah. When I graduated (laughs) from high school, I moved to Sacramento. Of course, as you do, baby steps to San Francisco, and that's right when mayors were hot, Mm -hmm. and uh, so. I was lucky enough to just be around in the area when they were happening, Mm -hmm. and it's one of the most, like, just incredible live bands that you'll ever see. Being at those shows was honestly some of my, like, best memories. Like, early San Francisco days, and going on one of those shows, and, and... just like raging with your friends and you wake up the next morning just like covered in bruises but like (laughs) so happy Mm -hmm. just doing that thing where you're like holding hands with each other and like spinning as fast as you can (laughs) in the middle of the pit (laughs) (laughs) incredible i can't say enough good things about them um i don't really have a lot of backstory um but did they put out a couple records or i i the only thing i could find on this song was it maybe it was off of a seven inch i think this song is on a seven inch the only thing that i physically have is the dead zp which i think is like the only like 12 inch they ever put out Mm -hmm. and that record rules first of all but the coolest thing is that they did the art all themselves um so it's just like this like folded like kind of like gross orange piece of paper where they literally just smeared mud on them and so every record is different because it's just different mud smearings (laughs) and it's like this orange brown like textured (laughs) sleeve that is incredible that's um and i don't i would imagine there weren't very many made so i was very happy to get one of those Mm -hmm. but um yeah basically this is very nostalgic um I had a short period of time after moving from my small town to Sacramento, post-high school, pre-college, where uh, there was, like, house parties happening a bunch. Um, got the S and 22nd house. What's Buff Castle, the Dam house. Dang, okay, what the hell? What's up with these houses? I don't know. I was too young to go to any clubs, so mm. basically it was just, for me, like, a lot of, like, house parties and early San Francisco days, mm-hmm. too. But, yes, um... The singer is a guy named John Pritchard, who had a band before this named Sexy Prison. Sick. That I will show you. That I resonate with that, to be honest. You will enjoy. <laughs> and he would play in that band fully naked. And I think, like, the first time, that was, like, I don't know, just, like, one of those, like, very formative experiences where, like, I went to this house show in Sacramento. I was like a baby. I was like mm-hmm. 18 or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, 
Sexy Prisons playing at Essen 22nd, and it's like, okay, cool, that's, yeah, whatever, I've never heard of them, sounds good, and then you go, and it's just, like, this, like, steamy fucking room, and you push your way to the front, and there's just, like, this grown-ass, like, mid-40s, like, dude that is just, like, so naked and, like, spitting all over himself, and, like, thriving around so incredibly, (laughs) and I was like, yeah. I like this. I've had definitely off air many experiences going to shows like that when I was like 17. I should have been terrified. It's just only 40 plus men like that with their dick out. You're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and they're so sweaty and like, it's it's performance art, but you don't know how to clock it at the time. But you're like, this is the most engaging thing I've ever seen. It wasn't threatening at all, which was the coolest part, you know, because it can go either way very easily with a band like that. But it was just like, this is incredible. I saw that band once, and then Mayers came at the same time or after that, and um, he was the front man. He wore clothes for this, but he still... Um, would, like, spit and thrive all over himself just like a fucking maniac. Like, like eyes rolled back in his head, like, the whole time he's Whoa. playing. And then you got um, Chris Woodhouse on guitar. Legend. Legend. Don't have to really say much. <laughs> Classic um, recording engineer that did a bunch of Friends bands, mm-hmm. uh, OCs, Sick Alps, some stuff with Ty, uh, J- just to name a few. A real one. He's just one of the real ones. A fantastic re- recording engineer. Um, but great guitar player. And um, and then I didn't really know the bass player, uh, Mark, I believe his name is. And then this guy Julian on drums, who also rolls. And it's just very loud and insane and pure energy. Let's listen to it, but... Maybe we'll sign off now. Yeah, let's sign up. Let's sign up. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy White Jeep by Mayers. Danae, I love you. Thank you for talking with me. I love you very much. I love you very much. Let's have a little more wine, and uh, we shall see you at Mel Banana, to say the least. I'll I'll see you in Fresno. I'll see you in the pit. Um, Thank you guys for listening. This is Mayers with White Jeep, and talk to you next time.